It's the Underpowered Hour. On this week's show, we're live from Overland Expo Pacific Northwest. Liza asks your internet-submitted questions. And we're joined by special guest Nolan to talk about his Overland Expo experience. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Stephen Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about my cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or check us out on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the moldy hemp rope to Stephen's synthetic recovery line. I'm the sudden drop of podcasting. Ike Goss. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Liza and Ike Hello there. and the Yap contingent outside of a van. We're inside of the van, but the van is outside of Overland Expo, uh, Pacific Northwest. So There's no been... video on this one, so you might have no. to explain why. No, are I'm we gonna. In a yeah, van? I'll, I'll paint. A, I'll We're paint in a, a windowless FBI van outside of Overland Expo, <laughs> holding holding tiny little fuzzy microphones. Anytime we try to do anything live or live adjacent, first of all, Nolan has to be here with us, <laughs> and uh, second of all, it has to be like a complete disaster. There's um, a weather event. There's we, a yeah. Yeah, yeah, a wind advisory right There now. was a wind advisory, yes. We were chased out of our uh, outdoor uh, setting um, into the back of a van. It was going to work great, though. It's it was. It was going to work It was. It, we had, what we had planned, I think, was great. But uh, this is great, too. This is great, too. So, uh, Eliza, you took to um, the old Instagram, and you asked uh, the Underpowered Hour audience if they had uh, any pressing questions, deeply personal, uh, <laughs> intimate questions for Ike. Um, you know, where did the rash come from? Is the cream working? All, all those sort of all things. All those um, So what... What is the uh, what is the uh, first question up uh, this afternoon for the uh, Pacific Northwest Overland Expo back of the van edition of the Underpowered Hour? Well, uh, my question for you both before I get into the listener questions and the Instagram questions is: um, How has your Overland Expo experience been? Oh, it's it's been absolutely fabulous. You know. Uh, you can't throw a cat without hitting uh, at least two sprinter vans here. Yeah, sprinter, um, sprinter vans and uh, rooftop tents. Rooftop tents. Roo- rooftop tent expo. Is I really have I have never seen so many rooftop tents in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, kind of looks like a Skid Row uh, outside of San Francisco. Here. Yeah, yeah, but but each but one on of those roof. rooftop tents is a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's so, yeah, way yeah. bougier. But it's, it's like if you took Skid same. Row and put it on top of a bunch of like Lexus SUVs. <laughs> That's sort of what it looks like. That's sort of what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can pretend to be homeless for yeah. a weekend here at yeah. Overland Expo. You can get the uh, expedition underwear, the titanium spork. Get oh, your yeah. car wrapped with yeah. a uh, topographical map. You know, oh yeah, and uh, yeah. Actually, you know, there's. I'm I'm joking, but there's a there's a lot of really nice people, a lot of really nice gear. Super uh, cool place to come check out if you get the opportunity here in uh, Redmond, Oregon, at the yeah. fairgrounds. Yeah, it's beautiful. It was a, it's a it was a good show. I think you know everybody was here. All the tires, all the tents, all the straps. 
they were all here. Yeah, there's a, a lot of great camping gear. Uh, you know, whether you're out for a day or out for a week or out for a month, there's. Uh, or or uh, we saw one of our favorite uh, YouTubers, uh, Eva Uzbek. Uh, she's been on the travel circuit for four years now. Yeah, yeah. There's a there are a lot of expeditioners that uh, go from show to show, and they sell their books and they sell their. Uh, wares and uh, some of them are, are really smart and they got a lot of good information about travel and uh, gear and uh, it's worth certainly worth checking out. Yeah. Terry Ann Wakeman is here yeah. representing the Land Rover contingent yeah, in absolutely. her dormobile selling yeah. her books if, which cool if you haven't checked out you should uh, get a copy on her yeah. website Terry Ann Wakeman. Yeah. She, uh, she's been in the Land Rover scene for a super long time and then uh, uh, Owen was there at uh, Dometic with his yeah. series Land Rover, all kitted out with uh, Dometic I gear. I lusted over how well he has that thing packed. <sighs> it is like the most perfect game of Tetris ever played. Well, I believe Dometic manufactured each one of those products specifically to fit in the no, back of his series. No, I talked to him and he said everybody thinks that, that he custom did those dimensions for that vehicle, but they did not. <laughs> it's just that Dometic accidentally custom made everything for yeah we'll, oh, ha- we'll have to have Owen on the show he's yeah, sure. uh, his uh, camping program is definitely on point. I want everything in the Dometic tent by yeah. the way they got some good everything. stuff they got yeah. some good stuff there yeah. yeah we'll have him on the show we'll have him on the show it'll be great and they of course had uh, not just CT125 uh, motorcycles at Honda but also a, uh, a Himalayan at Royal Enfield oh yeah two of my favorite super cheap Overland Adventure motorcycles that uh, Ike and I are going to drive across. Uh, Do you know what has become Alaska? my favorite is watching Ike or you or anybody drive Ike's little tiny motorcycle around. <laughs> oh, the Honda monkey bike. We've the got a bike. we've got a Honda monkey bike, which is kind of a little pit bike, and it's super fun and easy to ride and uh, really practical. Really was uh, nice to zip around here at Overland Expo. Nolan is going to do a wheelie on it later, so we're going to... Well, we got a ramp, and to, yeah, uh, we're going to... do some sweet jumps. We're going we're gonna to make a ring of fire and see I if can't, can well, It's going to be amazing. It's I can't wait. We get that... Uh, oh. That's Patreon-exclusive content, though, Absolutely. for sure. For sure. Yeah. Nolan's stunt bike show is uh, Patreon-only. Nolan so. Yap stunt bike enthusiast. Yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> All right, let's get to okay, these get questions. To the questions. All right, let's get to the questions. So speaking of Nolan Yap, he um, asked a similar question to somebody else. Um, so I'm going to combine them. How do you prepare the right spare parts and gear for a trip like Death Valley? And or how do you prep for an adventure like that when you have a vintage vehicle? And this person was very specific in saying vintage vehicle was 50 plus years old, which yeah. I really appreciate. I, by the way. I, can, I can answer this. I can definitely feel this question. The Really the way that you, uh, you get that knowledge of what to pack is that you go on a lot of trips and everything breaks and you take all the stuff that breaks on the next trip. Yeah. And then eventually you just have a whole extra car. That's right. I have uh, the back of my <laughs> NADA uh, Series 2A packed full of uh, basically every part that Pangolin had as uh, Ike and Jason and Linus and I spent the week just uh, shoving it full of parts. Now, the thing is, is I, I don't think I have any 2A parts in it. I have basically I a whole stage one motor back there. I've got a hoop set for a series three. Um, I've got a, a new rear door. I've got all kinds of you things. You made the list. You I made did the, make list. the list. Yeah, I made the list. Uh, now, yeah. uh, I'm joking, but uh, I think that if you're taking a vintage vehicle on a, on a trip like that uh, and you're, you're hoping not to work on it the entire time, really uh, the key is to... 
you know, make sure that you're knowledgeable about the vehicle and that you have prepared it well. And then take the basic stuff that are wear items, you know. And there's some stuff that you can just take one of that the vehicle might have several of. An example might be a ball joint. You don't need to take six ball joints. Just take a left and a right. You don't need to take uh, a, all the wheel bearings. You know, just take the inner and outer wheel bearing, you mm-hmm, know, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, some of mm-hmm. that stuff, and, and you can pack it down even a little further if you, if you don't mind fixing something on the trail, instead yeah. of taking a full component, you could take a rebuild kit. So instead of taking an extra carburetor, you just take a carb rebuild kit, or mm-hmm, you could mm-hmm. take some seals, you know, these sorts of things, but common, common problems, you know, that you might have with a, a vintage vehicle <clears throat> might typically be fuel system related, uh, you know, fuel pump, uh, you know, carburetor kit uh and then ignition related stuff Eh, that's you know probably 50 percent of the problems that you have with old cars as long as the the rest of the car is in decent condition yep but um you know when you start to go on longer trips and you're starting to do more rugged terrain longer miles you know maybe you want to uh spend a little bit more time packing and thinking about that stuff but uh really breaking that down into a manageable group of pieces and then having that spare parts kit so that you can take it on each successive trip you know avoid the temptation to dip in there when you need something you know and not replace it so uh that'll that'll really help yeah and uh you know ultimately you take all those things uh, wrap it in a tarp and to throw it in the back and steven as somebody who's about to do this drive from oregon back to california yeah, i'll let tomorrow. you know i broke on the way did you do any of these no. things oh, no. no like i said i filled the car full of parts for other land Rovers. he he confessed to me that he doesn't even have a hammer which I, is I the most hammer. critical tool when you, I have have other tools. when you take a trip in a vintage vehicle. But the tool roll that amazing. I grabbed did not include You a can fashion a hammer with what you I have. have. I might. I can build a hammer. I have a hoop set. I, have, I can make a hammer out of what I have. It's fine. All right. All right. So the next question I have for you guys. What is your thought on the original 130 slash 127? Oh, that's, that's an all Ike question. I mean, I, I will say I am a... I'm a big fan of the original 130. I've been on many trips with the 130, and uh, it's a great sort of pack mule. I'm a huge fan of the of the either tray back or pickup truck, high-capacity pickup truck back with the crew cab, which is really a neat sort of preparation. They're very popular in Australia, um, but they are the uh, one of the worst off-road vehicles <laughs> they Land the, Rover's ever made. The turning radius is is not particularly strong. The uh, breakover angle... three and a half block wide turning radius. Yeah, yeah, there are definitely uh, vessels that are, uh, you know, ocean-going vessels that have a, a tighter turning radius yeah, sure. than the Defender 127-130. But I will say for, for uh, you know, carrying crew and carrying gear, there's really not another Land Rover product that does it better. Yeah. And, um, you know, I really like the early, you know, 127s with the square middle doors mm-hmm. as opposed to the later ones with the wagon doors, mm-hmm. those angled doors. You know, the angle is for, clear, yeah. you know, wheel clearance the wheel. and there's no wheel there's there. No wheel there yeah. So the older ones with the special doors, I really think those are a more handsome vehicle. And the uh, factory has mm-hmm. the uh, 147. Which is yes. the, uh, the the three door per yeah. side uh, crew uh, eleven person uh, troop transport. Which those is very are cool. just wacky. Yeah. They're not allowed off of the property, and they only go I think fifteen or twenty miles an hour or something. It's limited. They get to, like, uh, they get hung up on cool, a speed though. bump. Yeah, yeah, very slow. Yeah, but yeah. they're, they're really cool. Uh, continuing on the opinion questions, 
what is you fast forwarding now a little bit uh what is your opinion on the early d1s now i will preface this by saying that this particular person owns the oldest lowest vin survivor pre-production oh, oh. so oh. they obviously have a really strong opinion about this i believe they do is, yeah. it, is it phil is it phil from the doug collection not phil. Is it, it is not is it phil? phil oh no i'm sorry it wasn't the lowest number freelander it would it's not phil it's not it's not no, it's, it's not our friend in the UK who owns the matching camel trophy. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah. John, absolutely. I Very cool. Yeah, John has the has the same uh, year and uh, appointments and uh, cleanliness level of uh, of camel trophy uh, discovery that I do. It's well, those like they're karmic twins. Those early D ones are uh, really more of a utility vehicle. You know, they were trying to make something that didn't cannibalize the Range Rover sales, uh, so they initially came out in a two door variant. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of really a van in yeah. a lot of cases. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah they came with the 200 TDI um, uh, later. Yeah, you know? yep. and they had the uh, the five speed transmission. Those are those are super utilitarian cars. The manual windows, and yep. it was really only later that they moved those up market and made room for the Freelander, etc. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. I love the original. Those are neat. Uh, Discovery, yeah, those especially are cool. the three doors. They're super. They're super cool. So yeah. All right, I have a very simple yes or no question, Ike. Oh no! <laughs> this is this is from our friend Dixon. Okay. Do you stock any uh, new old stock tripolar Lucas antenna mounts that stick to Bermabrite? Oh yeah, definitely. There you go. That's yeah. uh, that's how uh, Dixon orders parts now. Actually, is he uh, he messages he waits me for a question and answer period on the show? Yeah, uh, and then calls it. And now that now that Ike said it publicly, uh, yeah. Jason has to ship it to Dixon. Well, oh, I no won't problem. post the answer until we have edited this and posted it to the feed, and then <laughs> yeah, give right. it a couple of that's weeks right. for Dixon to catch up on his that's right. podcast list. That's, that's, that's right. not that's a problem. Right. In, in, in the it's in the original box too. In, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. I got some more more opinionated questions. Mm. If you could only own one Land Rover, and I know this is tough for both of you uh-huh. because you have an insane number of Land Rovers between the two of you. Mm-hmm. If you could only own one, mm-hmm. what would it be? Oh, CJ5. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> uh, I, I was. I, yeah, I was going to say CJ20. I was going to say the. Uh, yeah, the uh, the Jimny Suzuki Jimny. I think everybody knows the. Everybody knows that oh, they're yeah. coming out with a four door. Did Florida? you see that? There's that's, spy shots of the four door. That's pretty incredible. That's I want to see that. I want to see. That. I think I would say uh, eighty inch yeah. without a roof or a windshield. Yeah, you got to go eighty inch. Yeah, it's, 80 yeah, inch it's, the, it's the best. That's the one. We did that post a couple weeks ago on Instagram that had the eighty inch and the, the camel, camel trophy. Yeah. And the camel did not get a lot of love, but people feel, have thing. very, it's very strong thing. feelings about the eighty. They love it. It's the greatest car ever made. Uh, Ike and I were driving one on sure. the freeway at sixty miles an hour the other night. It was fantastic. It's like riding a motorcycle, but somehow more dangerous. It's <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. All right, all right. So, two questions that are kind of uh, um, paired together. How did you two meet? Oh, grinder for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent grinder. Land Rover grinder. Yeah, it's called Gear Grinder. It's really it's, uh, it's not synchronized. That's where it's just you randomly get mashed up. No synchronization at all. Um, you have to kind of go into third before you go into first. Otherwise, you're going to get a little knock. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, it's it was uh, it was uh, well, it was Bears Night at the Mayan downtown in uh, L.A. And uh, one thing led to another. And uh, no, actually, I uh, so we met through our good friend Michael Bishop. It's true. Uh, 
who uh, who wanted us to individually stop calling him, and so uh, put us together to call each other instead. Yeah, and it worked. It happened. It worked. And now we now we call him together. <laughs> so it worked for a little while, but then it backfired. So yeah. Okay, and uh, what made you guys start a podcast together? Apathy, I guess. I don't know. Um, I just felt bad for Stephen. Really, yeah. It was. I was just so lonely. And, uh, <laughs> Liza doesn't want to talk about Land Rovers anymore. He sent me. He sent me a podcast that was just him talking to himself, yeah. and I was like, I gotta help that guy. Yeah, that's what it was. It was. Uh, I would just describe different Land Rover parts in detail. That's good. Those early episodes, I think they're good. There's a market. There's that a market. Should, that, maybe that should go on the Patreon. It's on the Land Rover grinder. Land Rover Grinder. It's already there. It's on my page. All right. And a question for you, Stephen. Um, if Steve is Canadian, why don't you wear more flannel shirts? You know, I uh, I wear my flannel down uh, down low. He's That's also an American citizen now. I am. Yeah. That's why I, it's only on the bottom now. That's, you don't see it. You don't see it on the video feed because you can only see my torso. But down low, don't don't it's you worry. A, it's on his OnlyFans. Yeah, it's on my only and Land Rover Grinder. Yeah, so Land Rover yeah, Grinder. Full circle. All right, all right. Back to more Land Rover related uh, content. The Great Camel Trophy winch debate: Super mm. Winch Husky yeah. versus the Warren eighty two seventy four. Well, we all know what Ike's going to say. There's not oh, even yeah. a question. I'm from Oregon, so uh, I got to go eighty two seventy four. It's uh, it's the home of Warren, and uh, yeah, Warren every time for sure. I will say that the spool speed of uh, the Warren winch is significant, um, but. They never spooled back the winch cables. Uh, they just wrapped them around the bumpers to the to the you know so often that uh, Brown Church actually um, added little cleats on the back of the of the bumpers uh, on the uh, the bull bars uh, to wrap the winch cable around uh, because the uh, because the super winch is so legendarily slow. Oh, it's incredibly it's slow. It's just like you can you can Painful. walk faster than that thing can winch, but it will pull your house off its foundation. So. You know, I guess it's a give and take, but uh, but for speed, the Warren can't be beat. It is uh, it's very quick. Cable it also capacity. has a yeah, it has a really fun noise. It's 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 spooling it's in and out. Noise break. is really fun. Yeah, yeah, the amount of cable that it holds. Yeah. the aftermarket support for it. Yeah, eighty two seventy four all day. Super Winch is a you know it was because it was a British company. British, uh, you know, that, that, I think that's where you get the the started with Super Winch, but then finished with Warren. Yeah, yeah, but uh, really finished with boats. So, you know, I don't know. The, the boats. You know, I don't know. The boats. All right. And my last question for you guys. Yes. Um, is what is the best series truck to run as a daily driver? Oh, probably, a, you know, it, just in terms of practicality and parts availability and uh, just general driving experience, probably a Series 2A88, you know, mid-60s, like uh, 63 through 68, you know, that's probably where, where it's at best, uh, you know, uh, classic appearance, metal dash, uh, great parts availability, easy to park, easy to run. You know, that's that's got to be your. Yeah, I uh, I drive a Series Three eighty eight uh, nearly every day, and uh, with a little more modern, fully synchronized transmission. So that's a little more uh, that's a little more uh, a little closer to a modern car. But I agree. I think uh, I think an eighty eight two A is the sort of quintessential sweet spot Land Rover. I think that that's about as as classic as you want to get. Um, before you uh, you get into some a- antique, uh, and uh, you know that being said, I drive my eighty inch around all the time, and uh, it's fantastic. Wonderful, wonderful. You know? 
So it's uh, better than monkey bike. We're, we got some people stopping by here at the uh, the Overland Expo. Yeah, I don't know. We gotta. We'll have some. Uh, we'll have some uh, folks up maybe uh, to uh, to do a little uh, do a little chat. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. We're gonna take a very quick break to hear from this sponsor. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. And now back to the show. All right. Well, we're here with uh, with our good friend uh, Nolan. How was the show for you? What was something cool that you saw? Yeah, I think uh, one of my favorite products that I have uh, actually purchased is a hitch mounted uh, hammock. Oh, so having nice. going to, you know anywhere where you can't you know sometimes some events and even some uh, national parks don't allow you to hang hammocks from trees and because it uh, it messes with the ecosystem. Uh, so this allows me to have a hammock wherever I'm going and it just goes right into the the hitch, the pricing on it is a little bit weird because they have two models that are, one's like 250 which was the one I got. It was like the their base model version, and, and it does the job perfectly. It's just like four aluminum pipes that slide into one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have an upgraded one that's like, don't quote me, but it was something like $600. Holy moly. For the same thing to be put together in one piece but with pins so it slides in and out mm-hmm. oh. um and i think that gets to a point now where it's just getting a little too expensive and that might be too much for a for a hammock for yeah occasional use. yeah for yeah. occasional use and i think that and kind of segueing from that i think that was kind of the theme of overland expo is that it definitely being a, a a younger overlander we didn't see many people under the age of maybe 35 because i mm. think just a lot of the people here in general their products are really expensive and so the yeah. barrier of entry into the hobby itself right um, and the, the products uh, reflected that as well. You know, it's interesting. Eva uh, Zubek, who we saw uh, today, you, YouTuber, she made a really good point that, you know, she walked in and there's all these $100,000 Overland rigs. Mm-hmm. And she sort of said, like, you know, wow, you know, like you, you don't need that mm-hmm. uh, to start. Uh, you know, you can just go. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the biggest thing is just to is just to go. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just to start doing it. And uh, and that's that's true. I think mm-hmm. that's, uh, you know, it's the same as owning a shitty old Land Rover. So, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. start. Just start. I you know? uh, yeah. That, that brings up a good point. There's there's always somebody doing a, an economical trip and something interesting or unexpected. There's a there's a guy doing a cross country trip on a 50 cc pink like uh, twist and go scooter <laughs> yeah, right absolutely. now. He's just yep. camping off the back of it. And yeah. uh, there's those two guys that did uh, the Baja on Honda monkeys. Yep. And you know you can definitely uh, do the trip. Uh, really, it's it's. Uh, you know, it's really about your abilities, not necessarily your vehicle's capabilities. Not to say that there aren't a lot of products that make the trip and and the experience more comfortable, but uh, you know, you got to want to do it, and and that uh, the more you want to do it, the the easier it gets. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So what's uh, what's next for you, Nolan? What's uh, what's coming up? Uh, what are you working on? Uh, currently, right now, just. Uh falling in, in more love with my passion with photography, you know, going cool. more adventure photography. Um, I have a Nikon DF that I've been really, I've, I've had forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a big 35 millimeter uh, shooter and mm-hmm. um, primarily an F4 and mm-hmm. F5, but F4 is my favorite one. It's hard to find parts for it. So I'm yeah. just kind of trying to see 
if I need to just start practicing a little bit more with the digital yeah. to then go back to the 35 millimeter. I have a small shop. I go to Portland to expose my film that I mm -hmm. absolutely love, mm -hmm. but to get it exposed and then get digital copies of it, I'm looking at $35, $40. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're just like, now it's just getting to a point now where it's, it's like, it's, it's economically irresponsible right. um, to be doing 35 millimeters, as much as I was like in high school. Right. So, um, so I'm going more into the digital uh, side of it. Um, other than that, um, working with Haggerty has been great. We're mm -hmm. on some new fronts right now. We're trying to get into new markets and, you know, it's as much as I can say about it right now, right. but it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, it's been a great experience working with them. I've been on the team for about six months now. Nice. Yeah. So yeah they're a great company. They're yeah. really look very for cool those stuff. Haggerty tires coming out. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Haggerty brand rooftop tents. Yeah. You know, it's a whole new, there's, it's, uh, it's certainly not a crowded market. You know, I think there's only about 300 different people making them here. There's so a lot. Like, yeah. It's there's good. A lot. How's the uh, ring uh, project coming along? Yeah. So, um, so that is also something we work on is it, you know, we talked about earlier in our podcast and so some of the viewers that, if they don't know, um, long story short, I've wanted to make an engagement ring for my myself. I guess, I guess wedding ring engagement we've had recently. Yeah, to clarify, you're getting because engaged you, to someone else. Yes, but, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my fiance doesn't know this. <laughs> right, okay. This yeah. is all coming out. It's on the same yeah. grinder. Yeah, yeah that's program. right. Yeah, that's right. Right, right. <laughs> and um, and uh, it's made out of a lug nut from a camel trophy truck. Um, and uh, it is proven to be harder than what I originally thought it was going to mm -hmm. be to get someone to actually make it. Um, I get anywhere from, and it's funny too, there's these places that are advertising fully customizable rings and everything. Right. Uh, and they're like, I'm like, do you want to do this? And they're like, no, that's too customized. That's it's too much. It's <laughs> too, too much. That's so too elaborate. I, fa I found one, um, a blacksmith in Portland oh, cool. that's willing to do it. Um, yeah. And uh, to my specifications and the price seems reasonable. We're just trying to now get the logistics of, what we're going to do with it. My, right. What I'd love to do is obviously, you know, shape. We were going to do the melting originally. Yeah. That's proven to be just too difficult yeah. to find okay. someone to do right. it. Yeah. Um, and so shaving it down, being a lug nut, it just yeah. makes, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to paint it uh, uh, the factory colors of the Campbell Trophy trucks. Oh, super cool. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, that's very, very cool. Yeah, we can't wait. Can't wait to see that uh, the progress of that. It's a super that's, unique thing. That's, that's definitely going to cause a... Allergy. His oh, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, WD forty every morning. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. Make sure you lube it up appropriately. <laughs> we, morning. Gotta, yeah. we gotta, we gotta prepare for that lawsuit. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good point. We should get some paperwork complaints. So, you know, I, I've already, I've already changed the, uh, yeah, the yeah. weather intended. It was supposed to be just a luck night. Ooh, I, yeah. You know what? Yeah. Nine finger Nolan kind of runs <laughs> off the tongue. <laughs> yeah, rolls off the tongue. That's true. I, I mean, Bob Ives did uh, did offer to just to sort of uh, wrench it on there. So I think once it's uh, on there, though, it's never coming off. So. All right. Well, Nolan, hey, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for uh, for coming out. and yeah, appreciate uh, you stopping by. Enjoy the rest of your uh, Overland Expo. Absolutely. Uh, such as it is. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you again soon. Well, it was great uh, talking to Nolan. And uh, Liza's back. And in the time that we were talking to Nolan, one more question popped up. Oh, yeah, just the in on the wire. Yeah, I mean, you know, they heard we're doing this in the back of a van. This is like, fresh from the home office in <laughs> Sioux City, Iowa. In Sioux City, Iowa. We have, we have fresh back of the van content. Yeah. Yeah. So this this one comes from Loic, and this is um, this is a little bit of flattery, but also a really legitimate question, Ike. Um, he says, Ike, you are a staple for the community today, and we love to have you around. What are you doing to make sure that we can survive after you retire? Are you writing your memoir? Are you actively working to train up apprentices? Are you training others to make those special and NLA parts? 
Wow, that's uh, that's uh, I'm I'm having an existential crisis right now. <laughs> I have to prepare yeah. for my uh, yeah. ultimate demise. What's it going to be? And What's when, it going to be? Mean, let's be honest. The ultimate demise could be later this evening. I it mean, could be. It yeah, could be that, that pizza. Is, that pizza uh, was a little sketchy. Pizza plus monkey bike. Uh, <laughs> you know, you never know. This could be it. Well, you know, uh, we got a lot of things on tap, and uh, I think uh, yeah, we'll be looking forward to doing some uh, publication and uh, sharing some of that knowledge with the community that we've. Uh, uh you know acquired through years and years of poor uh you know decisions and uh yeah 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 i i think i would like to uh um you know do a little bit more to share that with the land river community i sure try to you know answer everybody's questions but i'm sure there'll be a point in the future where I won't be able to do that any longer, and uh, hopefully I can uh, leave something for future enthusiasts to enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, at least a couple oil leaks. Anyway. Yeah, I was going to say a shed full of mislabeled parts <laughs> yeah, for someone to unearth one day, like the, uh, yeah, like it's uh, like a, like an, uh, you know, oh, Nolan is out to doing a wheelie on the monkey bike as we speak, so uh, we should probably go out there and uh, ready the, uh, ready the, the flaming kit. ramp. Yeah. Well, likewise, uh, we also got a question that says, Steve, when are you going Going to vacate the Land Rover community, and could you please yeah. speed that process? Could you speed up? that process up yeah. and, and take any any knowledge and trace of your mm-hmm. exhibit with you? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean we've been working on it for a while, and uh, we're going the wrong way. Uh, it seems every time I try to sell uh, a Land Rover, uh, two of them pop up in its place. It's the and, Hydra, uh, it's the, the Hydra. Hydra of uh, I've tried many times and I've not been successful. So no, I appreciate that. I get that question a lot, and uh, you know uh, we're we're working. On it. We're working on it. We're working hard on it. So uh, yeah, right. that, that that question was asked by no less than five different listeners. Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah, yeah. and four of them were Linus. So you know, <laughs> just uh, how it goes, I guess. Linus is here somewhere. We don't know. He was going to be on the show momentarily. He brought a hundred-year-old car to the expedition. Yeah, he, he went on expedition today he in his hundred-year-old car. We should have had him car. on the show. He brought he brought just a fifty-year-old table. I mean, oh, that was a, not a fifty-year-old table. That was a hundred-year-old table. Hundred-year-old table. Hundred-year-old car. Yeah, and uh, I believe we had a question actually for. Linus about where does he get his overalls? We did. I'll have to post that one to social media. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get Linus to circle back on that because he uh, he got here and then immediately left. So who yeah. knows? A uh, corpse of a drifter, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Yep. So that's I believe that's where all of his uh, all of his uh, overalls come from. Yeah. yeah, underwear as well. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, <laughs> that's a recycling sort of a thing. So, well, on that note, uh, we're gonna go uh, set up the fire ring for Nolan uh, as he uh, gets ready. Uh, he's doing them some warm up laps here, and uh, Liza, thanks as always for uh, joining us and uh, Ike will uh, we'll see you oh there he goes there he goes yeah he's got a running start yeah he's got a running start alright we gotta go alright The Underpowered Hour is produced by Liza Barris, Ike Goss, and me, Steve Barris. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook.